She's on Pfizer Freer than she used to be No more living like a hideaway Re-entering the world Cause she's on Pfizer mm. She's at a party Ready to hug away oh, Her arm's a little sore ow, Cause she just got two rounds Oh, oh My name is Josh, and I'm joined, as always, by Aaron and Bob. We're the folks who help me find the methods of the madness, reason, and the unreasonable makes sense out of nonsense, because this is... Okay, hear me out. Aaron and Bob, how y'all doing this evening? Woo! That was... That was invigorating. <laughs> Didn't we listen to that song already? Uh, this is a more clear and well, much better produced song at that point. Than all oh, the others. So like is a gay yes guy no? with instrumentals like, and it's then it counts as a new song. The the other ones were like some shitty 15 second TikTok of just the chorus. This guy gave all the all the singing dialogue. It was everything. It was beautiful. Yeah, we really, I was I was looking at the in the middle of the song, like thirty well, thirty seconds in, check to see what time it was. Thought we we're like a minute in, minute five in, maybe I could like start reading it then. It's like thirty seconds, Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, Maybe it should stick to a 15-minute clip. I'm glad it was so well-produced because hearing these vaccine songs has uh, inspired me to make my own. So, uh, Bob, if you'd like to to play the song that I made 20, 20 minutes before the show started. <laughs> if you love vaccines and you show it, clap your hands. If you love vaccines and you show it, clap your hands. When you want the world to know it, your Bell's palsy will let them know it. If you love vaccines and you show it, clap your hands. If you sell the vaccines and you know it, rub your hands. If you sell the vaccines and you know it, rub your hands. When you want the world to know it, fear not, your nose is gonna show it. If you sell vaccines and you know it, rub your hands. Oh, Jesus, they know. Shut it down. Shut it all down. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Aaron. Man, God, I'm so proud of that. <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> I, I love the... Wow. I love the the rub your hands bit. You hear the... In the very back... In the, in the background. <laughs> Ooh, that is oh, attention man. to detail right there. I, I love it. I get why they're so popular. It's so fun to make. <laughs> <laughs> Put yours up on TikTok. You can get your the, the 10 million hits, man. Uh, that is... Working on it. Yeah, definitely my 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 top five vaccine songs so far, Aaron. Thank you for that. <laughs> nice. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it was great is I actually started that like two seconds later than you did like because i wasn't sure if yours was going to come through 
So like, what's that when it's like row, row, row? You're about row, row. Like when you have around? it like Is that around. Yes. yes, I was playing that song in a round to me. Oh God, <laughs> it sounded amazing. It's <laughs> <As> a round. <laughs> I can't wait for the incoming vaccine songs, uh, old racist folktales, and uh, the Afghan folktales. <laughs> or yeah, our, well, yeah. Well, actually, also our our three callers slash listeners. Uh, what the fuck are you guys doing? Why haven't I heard a vaccine song from any of you? <laughs> yeah, Jesus, get the creative juice rolling already. All right, you guys excited for this week? Because we're gonna revisit an old topic. Which topic might that be? <laughs> Whoa, go back to dinosaurs again? Oh, God, not yeah. again. <laughs> not, the, I don't uh, want to talk about fossils again. Well, this time... The Dust Bowl 2.0. Classic. Well, this time, now that I've made Bob officially skeptical about the number of people in the Holocaust, uh, I'd like to have a more, have a more fun Holocaust uh, episode, because that's what I think when I think Holocaust. Holocaust equals fun. <laughs> interesting but, okay so there's there's uh as elon musk would probably put it there's a bunch of stories from the ho- holocaust that sound so fake that they have to be true that's how you know they're true because they sound so fake wait what? i wanted to share yeah wait what what elon musk thing are you referring to what when he's talking about the car in space and he says well you know it's real because it looks so oh, okay. fake that's how you knew the roadster was real. Fiction. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, you know, it's real because it looks it looks so fake. If if it was fake, we would have made it look way better. <laughs> okay, Elon. Uh, totally. Modern yeah, computer you graphics. Bought, you sold me on it. Yep, and they definitely have a fucking Tesla floating around in space. But uh, yes, I wanted to revisit tales from the Holocaust and and a couple <laughs> more bits of information that I found that are. Uh, pretty funny (laughs) tales from the holocaust okay i love it (laughs) i have the first article here pulled up and i'm i'm just glimpsing at it and there's six million is underlined quite a lot on this article (laughs) and so is october 31st 1919 okay anyway (laughs) well which holocaust was this again i don't know i'm gonna (laughs) So here was a former governor of New of the state of New York, Martin Glynn. He was writing an article. Uh, I'll just give you a few quotes. And this is a one page of this article. I'll give you a few of the highlights. From across the sea, six million men and women call to us for help. And 800,000 little children cry for bread. Within them reside the illimitable possibility for the advancement of the human race as naturally would reside in six million human beings. When six million human beings are being whirled toward the grave by a cruel and relentless fate, only the most idealistic promptings of human nature should sway the heart and move the hand. Six million men and women are dying from the lack of necessaries of life. Wait, okay. This is um I'm gonna have to say this is getting a bit ridiculous. <laughs> right? Oh, we're only three paragraphs in. Okay. This is three paragraphs, very short paragraphs too, like 
These are like the paragraphs you'd write when you're cheating because your teacher said you wanted a four-paragraph essay, so you make every paragraph one run-on sentence. <laughs> and he's true. already to six million. He's already said six million, six million times. Nice. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I, what's he referring to with the six million well, here? Uh, well, you have to guess. Obviously, are we getting to that? Yes. Obviously, we're getting to that. I want to. I got to go over these highlights. This is this is good. This is a good read. None of this is hyperbolic whatsoever. This will be in the show notes if you want to read it yourself as well. And this fate is upon them through no fault of their own, through no transgressions of the laws of God or man, but through the awful tyranny of war and a bigoted lust for Jewish blood. In this <laughs> threatened holocaust of human life, forgotten are the niceties of philosophical distinction. <laughs> in the name of humanity of Moses to six million famished men and women. Six million men and women are dying. 800,000 little children are crying for bread. I guess that 800,000 number didn't catch on as much. <laughs> it's not catchy. Because of the war for democracy, six million Jewish men and women are starving across the seas. Uh, so what do you think that's about? It's got to be about the Holocaust, right? That is definitely a Nazi Germany that they're talking about. Um, no, that's about them crying about they're all going to get killed because they're trying to overthrow the uh, Russian oligarchy. <laughs> 1919. Is this like, a, whatchamacallit, Fiddler on the Roof contemporary? Yes, exactly oh, that. Okay. Oh, yep. that makes sense. <laughs> okay. Yep, it's, I remember that, you know, that, that song where it's just like tradition, six million, uh, etc., Oh yeah, 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 it is. It's that. It's okay, it's the fiddler great. on the roof. That was the first Holocaust they tried to promote, but that one didn't take. So no one like, cared uh, as much. If, if I were a rich man, the second the second uh, verse being, uh, if it were six million, <laughs> yeah. If it were six million, yada 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 yada. <laughs> <laughs> Next time it will definitely be six million Jews. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, we get a holy shit. So double feature, double song feature. So wait, are are the Russians not getting credit for the first Holocaust? I mean, because no, this is- they were trying to give them credit. They were trying. They were like, but we were only trying to overthrow the oligarchy. What's with that? We're just gonna fight for democracy. Why do they hate us? <laughs> well, because it seems like the number count on this one is six point eight million, not just six, which is. Much more drastic, especially the the point eight being children, right? Yeah. So why don't we have two Israels now? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Because they didn't get their first one, and they had to do it again. <laughs> they had to keep doing it. What Jesus a shame. Christ! And wouldn't you know it? It was so prophetic because then exactly that number that they had been promoting forever, obviously as we know, all got killed in the Holocaust. Well, those six million were all exiled from Russia to Poland. It, it's direct transplant right there. Yeah, exactly. But I, I'm guessing that you're wondering how it happened. Like some real specifics, you know, because if we don't know history, we're doomed to repeat it. And I, for one, do not want six million deaths on my hands. I mean, I, for one, trust the early 20th century census takers. So, like. I can, you know. I can handle 5.9, but not 6. Uh, I'm with Aaron on this one. So do you want to hear some some stuff that's totally real? Absolutely. And we just never, <laughs> we need to make sure stuff. it never happens again. 
Okay. But at the extermination camps, all were to die as fast as the ovens could accommodate them. Even babies were gassed on birth. Uh, pause real quick. Uh, why did they even let the lady have birth? Just so they could <laughs> kill a baby? <laughs> yes. Yes. Push. <laughs> Push. Like the, the old Nazi doctor with like a gas mask waiting for the baby to come out. <laughs> Push. <laughs> Killing a pregnant woman is not evil enough. I have to wait till you have the baby, and then I'm going to gas it. Holy shit. How much gas do these people have? <laughs> this just, is nonstop gas. Well, they, they had the surplus of Jews to mix all the chlorine with all the pneumonia, right? Yeah. <laughs> that, okay, oh, that's the wrong get... war. I'm sorry. That's the wrong war. Oh, and in case it... <laughs> In case it wasn't uh, it wasn't fun enough to gas a baby, Jews were buried up to their heads in the earth, and then cavalry was sent riding over them. The skin of the skin of victims was made into saddles, gloves, and ladies' handbags. Okay, pause. Two healthy Dutch Jewish wait, wait, Jews wait. had their stomachs. Yeah, pause, pause, pause. Oh, wait, because, okay. <laughs> before you get to the Dutch guys, <laughs> the two I'm assuming very attractive young Dutch gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> the way this article describes them but okay first of all how many uh, aaron i know you've probably dug a like a, a post hole and like dug a post into the ground imagine digging a hole like for multiple bodies just to it's bury just like these people the beach, just you're so like you... burying your your brother or something it's, 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 no and in deal. 1940s work okay it's 1940 in like the on like the east germany and the outskirts of Germany, like what they're not digging these holes like i guess they would say they made the jews do it but like they have to kill 3000 people an hour or a day every day for five and a half years they do not have time for these goofy creative ways to kill people it's like medieval torture method yeah Exactly. It's like what you'd find in a storybook. Oh God. Okay. Well, Aaron, what what are we reading here? Is this is this a storybook? Whoa, whoa, Josh. <laughs> or or you're right. It's medieval. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, this is this is Stevens Point Daily Journal from Wisconsin. What from 1961? This is the kind of thing you would do to like three guys in your village that stole horses to send a message to everybody. Not if you have to do this to six million people. Yeah. Let's start burying them alive and then running over them with with carts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, how, do, yeah. how do we be simultaneously the most efficient genocide of all time, yet find the most inefficient methods to do it for funsies? Do you know why I believe the, the, the Chinese communist revolution happened? Is because they put people up against a wall and shot them with an AK-47. We, <laughs> that's, the, <laughs> that's the most practical way of getting mass murder done in a, in a that's seemingly That's how it happens time. every time. They just <laughs> yeah. shoot everybody or like yeah. kill them with swords. Like that's no, they, what they couldn't shoot them. They didn't... Uh, the, the supply lines and the bullets, they couldn't waste those bullets on just executing people. Oh, that's true. Yeah, they, good, good point, Josh. They See, use those resources on much more creative methods, as we'll get into later. Josh always oh, reminding us to be sensible and <laughs> and rational in these times of <laughs> desperation and need. You want to hear what happens to these Dutch boys? Yeah, yeah. The Hannibal Lecter artesian 
crew. <laughs> Two healthy, perfect, beautiful Dutch Jewish youths had their stomachs and kidneys removed, and then gasoline was injected into their hearts. What? So got, removing got, your stomach and kidney wasn't, I guess they were still alive? They got disemboweled, right? This is the story. They were disemboweled, yes. and then they had gasoline injected directly into their heart, like a Pulp Why? Fiction scene. Because because uh, obviously they couldn't waste bullets, but they had gasoline for 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 goofy Temple of Doom deaths. Josh, why, the why is because it's the most creative evil thing that I could potentially think of at this direct moment. <laughs> An SS co- officer kept the skull of one of them on his desk. Oh. It's like, what is like? What is this? It's it's weird. It's mind-boggling weird. Like, <laughs> right? That's just serial killer porn, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It no, feels I, like I read a comic that has some of that shit in it. Yeah. It, or like I'm uh, watching Dexter or something like that online or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but you have to do it six million times. It's Dexter season six million, <laughs> and. <laughs> Six million seasons in a movie. That's what they were talking about in Community. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So, oh, here's one of my favorites. Auschwitz survivor Gina Turgle walked out of a gas chamber alive. Turgle. Well, what's an what's elegant, the story here? Well, Turgle. She's really good at holding her breath? Wow, you know what? These descriptions, they really do try to make you like the person just with the description with the adjective. Turgle, <laughs> an elegant woman with more than a hint of mischief in her blue eyes, survived not one or two, but three Nazi tra- concentration camps. In the most notorious of all, Auschwitz-Birkenau, she was herded naked into a gas chamber with hundreds of others. Yet Turgle, who was 21 at the time, walked out alive. She had no idea that the Nazis <laughs> had tried to kill her until a woman she knew said, Don't you know what has just happened to you? You were in the gas chamber. Turgle still looks amazed to have cheated death. Okay, couple things. How do you not know if you're in there with hundreds of others and they're all dropping dead around you? Do they think they're playing a game you don't know the rules to? This, this bitch has no idea what's happening. Yeah, people are dying around here and she's like, huh, that's weird. And, someone, and then someone how had did to tell her out. Someone had to tell her, didn't you notice the people dying around you from the place that you just came from? What the fuck is wrong with you, you crazy cunt? Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. So wait, Aaron, do you think do you think it was the mischief or the blue eyes that saved her life that day? <laughs> Probably the blue eyes. Probably German the blue eyes. said we made a mistake. We knew the blue eyed people were a superior race. You're free to go. <laughs> I love but it. But like, okay, just this, obviously the claim that she didn't know she was in a gas chamber with hundreds of other people dying, by the way, while naked. Um, and then she walked out alive. Who let her out? Weren't there claws in the cement? Like, they conflict with every other story. It's the one time they forgot to lock the wooden door. You know, yeah. well, typically you would think... Nazis aren't perfect, man. I'm sorry, Josh. Typically you would think that um, the the people would suffer in the gas chamber and then the Nazis would let it clear out and then who, like, 
when it cleared out where they could walk through, they would see their survivors and then potentially just shoot them dead where they where they sit, right? And to finish them off. No, or, they let them free so that they can fill their heart with gasoline later. Oh, that makes more sense. Okay, never mind that. Yes. Yeah. Bullets, full, finite resource. Billion-year-old dinosaur blood, not finite. We, okay. we have infinite of that. They could also can fill hearts with it a day and night. These half-dead Jews laying on the ground because of gas poisoning, you could just bayonet them, too, and finish them off. You know, there, there could be multiple things you could do to finish them off, not just let them walk out and be like, oh, my God, he survived. Come over here. Let's let's have tea. You want to know <laughs> a, fun, a fun fact about the gas chamber in Auschwitz? Yeah, what's a fun fact? Um, the vents and the chimney that they said was, or the chimney for the, uh, cream or no, it was the chimney for the gas chamber. So the gas could clear out. So the German soldiers wouldn't get just immediately poisoned by opening the door. Uh, isn't attached. The chimney's not attached to the building. It's what they just, the Soviets who were doing like anti the, the Soviets came in who are run by Jewish bankers, came in and built a chimney, a tall-ass chimney next to the, the gas chamber to take photos of, but it's not actually attached to the building. The chimney in Auschwitz is not attached to the building they said they were using to gas people in. It's not attached to anything. It's just sitting there next to the building on the ground. A tall-ass chimney. Wait, are you, are you sure that the rest of the building just wasn't destroyed in some way? Because it, it, at Auschwitz and Birkenau, like, there are a lot of just chimneys standing because the rest of the buildings are destroyed and they were the most, fa- like, sound portions of the structure. I'm going to pull that up, Auschwitz chimney, just so I want your guys' reaction. Yeah, but, I mean, well, at, at the, the sister camp, um, what is it, Birkenau, uh, it, it's, it's legit, like, effectively just a bunch of chimneys in a field. Because the, the rest of the buildings were destroyed, or like the rest of the structures were destroyed over time. No, I know those ones. Uh, yeah, I'm blanking on the, the Auschwitz one specifically, though. Oh, here it is. I got the photo right here. That's not an underground building, by the way. That's just a giant chimney next to what they claimed was a gas chamber. So supposedly, supposedly there was an original chimney. Uh, it looked a little different. They... they rebuilt it um for whatever reason photo op or, or whatever but um apparently there was an original chimney there yeah yeah that's that's the fun part is okay so they rebuilt a chimney with no function for a photo op to pretend it was bigger than the original but we promised the rest of our story is real you see the problem. Oh, wait, there, there are conflicting <laughs> accounts of what shape the original chimney was, so we don't... There, okay. okay. But we we promised there was a chimney, but so the Soviets came in and built a chimney. It was an artistic reconstruction of the gas chambers, Aaron. What, do, what don't you understand about this? Well, the Soviets needed to make sure that they, their citizens knew they didn't have it so bad. So I, I've actually, I've been to a concentration camp, um, in Germany 
it wasn't Auschwitz. I don't remember the name to it. I, I'm sure I can pull up like old photos and, and documents and stuff like that from that trip, but um, it didn't have any gas chambers, but what it was known for was like the medical um, end of things where, you know how like everyone says the Nazis research, like how, uh, how much pressure it took to break bones and stuff like that on like living Mm-hmm. Um, Jews and stuff like that. That's where okay. this took place. There was nothing to actually see there. It was just a prison camp, which it was obviously a prison camp. And they're like, look, this is the table where they they medically studied like living people. And it was just like a tile like operating table. And I was like, okay, well, that's just an you operating table. What's so table. funny <laughs> is they had to make them lit like alive. They're like, these are the people that they test how loud a Jew can scream when you cut his belly open and fill it with gasoline. And you're like, what? God. <laughs> but it, there's no evidence that there was any, like, like, that it wasn't anything other than a labor camp. Like, they were all labor camps slash prison camps. That were, like, run to the very... they Labor camps that were run to the very extreme of what like food resources that they had food and water resources that like they absolutely had. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody ever like, it's very well known if you actually research it, that all the people starving at the end when they were taking the pictures and stuff was from months of malnutrition because they were losing a two front war and then getting typhus and dying from the malnutrition. Like that's what happened. Not this like mousetrap scenario of like these goofy execution tactics just to be as evil as possible. But but Aaron, there's no other there's no other instance in history where you know people on the scale of six million have died due to you know just hunger and disease. Yeah, Aaron, yeah, that never happens. How do you downplay the 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 pure evil and cartoonishness of of the Nazi? evilness like they <laughs> actually that reminds me of an owen thing where he's like i'm a holocaust optimist because like it turns out you guys aren't dumb enough to just have six million and you get on cattle cars to your death isn't that great news <laughs> Jesus Christ. like turns out you're smarter than that congratulations I, hashtag I'm believe all jews yeah no it's insane okay well, well, let's go well, to another goofy i want to go to another goofy story oh okay I know the the you have a plenty of goofy stories, but this is the personal account that uh, I had received when I actually when I visited um, that um, internment camp. They said like since it was like the medical place, they said this is the one medical place where they determined where um, how gangrene sets in into a human body, where they took Jews and they would shove. This is the most comically absurd and foul thing I've ever I've ever heard of. They took living people, cut open their skin, and then shoved manure under their skin. Jesus. And and what? would document how long it took to get uh, gangrene and stuff like that. I was like, there's there's no way. Like, what? Who would need to know that? Yeah. Why would you need to know <laughs> how much? You, you well, could... in case I'm ever in a situation where I cut my arm open and shove shit in it. I gotta know well, how I mean, long until I get gangrene. World War One, World War Two. You have like, an active war that was front. Kind of a big deal. You have an active war front with active wounds going on this whole time. There's no reason to be doing those be, type of studies yeah. on these types of people. 
Honestly, I'm sure there's plenty of data from World War One on on gang on gangrene. Exactly. Like, yeah, gangrenous wounds. Gangrenous. Yeah, I don't know if I was saying that right. Well, here's my. This is my personal favorite. This is an account from the book oh, Inside the Concentration Camps. It's an eyewitness eyewitness accounts on of life in Hitler's death camps. Eight hundred to nine hundred yards from the place where the ovens were, the prisoners were squeezed into little cars that ran on rails. In Auschwitz, these cars had various dimensions and could hold up to 15 people. As soon as a car was loaded, it would be set in motion on an inclined plane that traveled at full speed down a corridor. Wait. At the end of the corridor. (laughs) Oh, my God. Are you describing a... Oh, my God. Are you describing a... What I think you're describing? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Keep reading. (laughs) Honestly, they're describing the first... Like forty blocks of every mine I've ever made in Minecraft. <laughs> Just a one incline down a corridor, try to get some diamonds. <laughs> oh my! Probably God. how they tricked them on there. They're like, "There's diamonds and gold down there." They're like, "Ooh, me next, me next." <laughs> Fifteen people a cart. Oh my God! <laughs> Maybe a Holocaust did happen in Minecraft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, guys, it gets better. (laughs) At the end of the corridor, there was a wall. And in the wall was the door to the oven. As soon as the car hit the wall, the door opened automatically and the car would dip forward and pitch its cargo of living people into the oven. Right behind it came another car (laughs) with another load and so on. So. And they would just crash. They set up basically. Dude, so according to these eyewitnesses, they set up like the equivalent of like when we played Mousetrap as children and would set up your own, you'd make your own like custom Roller trap coaster. instead of following the instructions. But Holy I want to know how they think this worked. The, the cart would hit a wall and tip forward, but then how did they collect that cart? Get it back to the yeah, starting Yeah, exactly. Line? Because no, they said, I don't, I don't according know. to this they said logic, comes right after it too. exactly. According to this logic, the next one would just crash into the back of the first one, and then they wouldn't go anywhere. <laughs> they would just keep crashing. Guys, they had to kill three thousand people a day. A day. They had to figure out a system, and this is how you keep the trains running on time. I just imagine the German engineer being like, "Okay, but what if we put them in a in a in a cart and we loop de loop them around?" <laughs> well, yeah, I want to know like the fa- like the test of this when the, like the wall is a little too big. Oh, the car's going a little fast. We need to slow it down. It needs to just barely tip all the Jews into the oven. The bodies are overshooting the masquerade a little bit. We got to slow it down. <laughs> <laughs> One gallant and beautiful survivor with crystal blue eyes. She came walking out of the mine car death trap and... One of her friends no, she, was like, don't you know where you were? You were in the middle of an incinerator. And she's like, what? Oh, my God. I had no idea. I just walked right out. I was. Like, God, these <laughs> accounts are fucking retarded. Like, it's so stupid. Um, she, she, when she was thrown out of the mine cart, she did a, a flip and, like, landed, did a little bow. Didn't even know there was a fire there. Yeah, a perfect landing. Ten, oh, yeah. ten out of ten. Went on to get a silver medal in the 1960 Olympics. <laughs> As she was falling into the fire, her with her last breath, she wrote an entire best-selling di- uh, diary and <laughs> threw it out of the flames at the last moment. 
with a lot of weird <laughs> sexual stuff too. <laughs> yeah, a lot of really deep inspirational, uh, a lot of deep inspirational quotes and uh, lewd jokes for some reason. But a couple limericks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Okay. Uh, why is this like it, why is this the funniest history topic we've ever discussed? <laughs> it so because it, it's so stupid. I was skeptical when you when you said fun Holocaust episode. <laughs> Dude, it's the it's Holocaust. No longer skeptical. Like Yeah. The Holocaust is it, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's like I'm clipping it, that. A, it I'm didn't happen, that. which thank God. Yeah. Oh yeah! Thank God! Thank God it didn't happen. I don't want six million people to be murdered. I'm happy that they weren't. Oh, but like God. these stories are are <sighs> great. Like no wonder these people became predominantly Hollywood writers. These are guys, man. This is a great script. Ugh. I would make this movie. My face hurts from laughing too much. <laughs> oh, there's more. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we're we're not even halfway through these. Okay, okay. Let's perfect. No, no, no. Not the oh, this next is a one. fun one. No, not the next one. No, no, no. Which no, no. one? Uh, we're gonna go to the Baron Eagle one. Oh, that's a good one. All right. So, a time too painful to remember. This is a personal account from an interview in the New York Times. Later, Mr. Hubert was sent to Buchenwald. In the camp, there was a cage with a bear and an eagle. Every day, they would throw a Jew in there. The bear would tear them apart, and the eagle would pick at his bone. <laughs> but that's unbelievable, whispered a visitor. Yeah, you think? A smart visitor. <laughs> it is unbelievable, <laughs> said Mr. Hubert. <laughs> but it happened. Goddamn Daniel in the lion's den. Was the visitor. What's happening there? Uh, I want to know more about this visitor. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a past life of Aaron Madison. <laughs> I, I love that like, they like, the fuck? emphasized that he whispered too. <laughs> but that's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it kind of sounds like bullshit. They had a Russian bear and an American bald eagle to devour the Jewish corpse. <laughs> so isn't that Buchenwald, isn't God. that the Auschwitz sister camp? Uh, I think that was Birkenau was uh, oh, okay. Auschwitz sister camp. So this place apparently yeah, I think it's also in Poland, though. must have a bear pit. Like a, it has like a gladiator arena to house a bear that... You'd throw a Jew in every day so that the bear can eat it and the eagle can pick his bones. Because not only were the Nazis losing a two-front war, they had time for allegorical references with a bear and an eagle to kill Jews, but with the Russian and American mascot. Wow. Are, are, <laughs> are eagles like known like carrion scavengers? Or uh, is this just the play further into the allegory of uh, you know the Americans being... Which no, they're really not. They're they're parasites. apex predators that are that make a really gay sound. So they have to transpose a hawk sound over every time you hear an eagle screech. It's actually a red tailed hawk because <laughs> red tailed hawks sound awesome, and eagles are like ah, like they have a terrible sound. That's the only thing I know That's about the sound eagles. of America, man. Okay, that and they really love picking 
picking the meat off of off of dead Jews that have been mauled by a bear. They love fighting over they love fighting over their meat with a bear. That's what eagles do. They don't just fly away. They pick at the bones, and the bear leaves the eagle alone. How, how do we not get like a whole second Old Testament of the Bible out of these wacky Holocaust accounts? That's what I want. Holy shit! Yeah, like, I bet they're in the Talmud. <laughs> yeah, we need to read like we're reading the wrong translation. We need to read the one where it's uh, you know the bear and the eagle and Daniel to be thrown in the cage. Yeah, they they really should have made a whole new Bible out of it. What was it? Wasn't there um? There wasn't there an Old Testament story where uh, uh you know some some guy's being executed, but he uh God God or an angel protected him and he walked out of uh, a furnace. Yeah, it's Daniel. Same guy. I thought Daniel was the lion's den. Was he? Like, did he both. like survive twice? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. They just kept trying to kill him with wacky Nazi methods, and uh, he just survived all. Of, they just interesting, the lions wouldn't attack him, and the fire didn't burn him, and they were like, "Oh my god, we gotta <laughs> let this guy go." The gas just wouldn't maybe, take. Maybe. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, her eyes are too blue. They can't kill her. Maybe if we bury the lion <laughs> underground. <laughs> all right, have one last. Lollocaust uh, killing method. This one, this is this was where all that German science came in handy. <laughs> because I've never heard of this, but in Treblinka, as in other such places, significant advances were made in the science of annihilation, such as the highly original discovery that the bodies of women burned better than those of men. Based, men won't burn without women. This is not an inelegant joke, a bad pun with, damn it, is it macabre? Macabre, yeah. Damn it. I always want to say macabre, and I know that's wrong. Same, yeah. With a macabre theme. It is an authentic quotation from conversations actually conducted at Treblinka. The statement was based on fact. It is all very simple. In women, the layers of subcutaneous fat is better developed than in men. For this reason, the bodies of women were used to kindle or more accurately put to build the fires among the piles of corpses, much as coals are utilized to get coke to burn. Blood, too, was found to be first-class combustion material. Uh, what? Guys... Do you remember in Boy Scouts when they said if you want to start a fire, you cut your <laughs> finger open and bleed on some sticks because uh, blood combusts? I mean, it might have been in different Boy Scouts, but they told me if I did that, you know, I'd, I'd summon a fire demon and he'd just start the fire for me. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. If, if you don't have 93 octane blood, uh, you're doing something wrong with your life. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, maybe it's when they pump gasoline to the heart. Maybe yeah. then you have you know, flammable blood going yes! through your body. Yeah, there you go. That <laughs> makes a lot of sense. I want to see how it happened. Dude. They claimed in this witness account that in the science of annihilation, blood is combustible. It sounds like the science of annihilation. Scientists discover. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. it sounds like the science of annihilation, just as in all science, is also bullshit. What do you know? <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Um, that was your last one you said? You didn't want to... Well, the, I, is that the last killing method? Uh, that's the last goofy. If you want to go through those goofy killing method, I have a couple more eyewitness accounts that aren't Holocaust uh, accounts. But do you? I I have some more science on the science of annihilation. Yes. Oh, please, please. <laughs> Another discovery in this field: 
young corpses burn up quicker than old ones. Obviously, obviously, guys, their flesh is softer. The difference between young humans and older ones is the same as that between veal and beef. But it took the German corpse industry to make us aware of this fact. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's like a fucking manga title. The German corpse industry. The ger- oh, wow. <laughs> Dude, they even, they had to add in, it's like the difference between veal and beef, which, a, a, by the way, guys, veal doesn't catch burn any fire. faster. Be- veal doesn't burn faster than a regular cut of beef. Just so you know, it's actually less fatty. But it's softer. Didn't you know softness is directly related. Like you, you look at Moe's hardness scale, and you look the no, softness it's less of something tender is and less fatty. directly related. It's, it, it'll be more like charcoal at the end of the day in a fire pit. Yeah, it's not. Like, I don't understand what they're saying. Like, be Bob. Are you are you disputing the scientists, the experts? What experts? What the fuck kind of science is this? <laughs> Is this caveman yeah. fucking prehistoric just fucking fire science? Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So now now that you've heard the eyewitness reports, guys, you, you know that these death camps were super totally real and all these stories definitely happened, right? <laughs> I, I hate to admit it, but my um, skeptical stance on the <laughs> subject has changed just slightly. <laughs> Just like wait, wait. I, okay, before I keep going, because there's a little bit more with this subject I want to do, but I'll I'll pose the gun to your head argument right now, Josh. Are you serious? Right now, like halfway through the episode, we're, we're pulling the I, gun out. I want to. Yeah, no, no. This this is we. Uh, the, I want to do it about one of these, so we might as well do it right now. Josh, gun to your head. Did did. The Nazis burn Jews in a minecart mousetrap scenario where they <laughs> tipped, they rocketed a mi- minecart down a corridor to tip Jews into the oven. Of course not. Yeah, <laughs> retarded. Josh, oy vey! <laughs> oh, like no. everything that they mentioned is like straight out of Tom and Jerry. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and then they took a giant mallet <laughs> <laughs> they put a bag of gold in a huge mouse trap and they knew the jews couldn't resist and as soon as they reached for the gold it would snap on them oh god. Ah. of course they'd just throw babies in the mouse trap for shits and giggles they'd wait until the pregnant women had babies so they could mouse trap babies and it was hilarious they made sure the pregnant women were were nourished well enough so that they could have children what the <laughs> fuck man ah uh, like i'm enjoying this the way that like people enjoy slasher films like this is so stupid that it's it's my favorite thing in the whole world dude we I we have it. a whole slasher film industry here yeah I, Oh, another another method they would use, guys, is they would make Jews camp uh, camp at Camp Crystal Lake, and Jason Voorhees would come out and they'd, they'd stab them all to death. <laughs> oh no, what? Jason Voorhees is anti-Semitic. I can never watch those movies again. <laughs> Based on a true story, it sounds unbelievable, but it happened. <laughs> Nice. Oh my God. So, so Aaron, you, you've enlightened us to a lot of these uh, rather um, innovative and 
the creative uh, methods of of killing Jewish people <laughs> during the Holocaust. Um, is, is there is there any more to the story? Yeah, I actually wanted to. Okay, so now back on a slightly more serious note for it. Uh, so I, I will talk about one more eyewitness account, and let's just see if if this sounds a little more believable, and then we'll see if the writer of this article maybe had some insights into what the future would hold because this was written in 1979 and one of the people that was interviewed was a survivor from the Jewish camps which did exist they just didn't have cartoonish execution methods so uh this is from a german uh jewish person named Esther Esther Grassman Visiting Germany, I heard with great agitation the discussions about the Holocaust. I managed to escape the inferno. My confinement in Buchenwald and Auschwitz is indelibly engraved in my memory. In my almost three-year captivity, I witnessed people in their primitive state, the immoderation of people who had power over others and senseless cruelty, but also the capacity for patience and the great spirit of my people. Since the truth is not separable... I must also say that I received help and comfort from many Germans in this difficult time. Also, I saw no gas chambers, nor even heard of them until after my release. I feel in this matter as so many Germans do, therefore I understand the often heard doubts. I feel that an open investigation by fully disinterested parties is important, for only the truth can help us get along together now and in coming generations. So now, that was that lady's account of it. Does that sound more realistic? Where, oh, there was a bunch of labor camps, and there were some cops, basically German cops that were, you know, military cops that were residing over us, had power over us, and a bunch of them were complete assholes and very cruel to the people they had power over. And then there was a lot of nice ones too, and they really helped us out through it. And there weren't gas chambers, and it wasn't just mass ex- executions at all times. And it's not like she's saying this definitively either. She's saying like, oh, uh, we should investigate the situation so we can kind of have a bit clearer narrative of everything that went on. Because, uh, you know, clearly atrocities, but uh, I'm not certain about the gas chambers. Let's look into it. Yeah, because she's distraught a bit over the lie about it because she thinks that it's going to cause like the two peoples, the Germans and the Jews, of which she's both, to not be able to get along in the future. So then the this, article... Okay, well, hold on. This bitch oh, sounds ahead. fucking way too hyperbolic. She is probably a little bit radicalized, maybe? I, probably. She's, uh, probably okay. a, she's a Holocaust denier. Yeah. Even though she was in the Holocaust. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what a, what a horrible <laughs> cunt. <laughs> so this guy's... This guy's um, article goes on and he says... The Holocaust theory claims 6 million Jews were gassed. This has been shown to be false and, in fact, mathematically impossible. Yep, yep, not possible to gas that many people. (laughs) In the camps that they said they have, it's just not possible they killed that many people over that period of time. It's so stupid. The United States, this is in 1979, by the way. The United States is in danger of being drawn into a war in the Middle East that is none of our business, a war that would make Vietnam look like a training exercise and could lead to World War III. 
One of the reasons we have not opened our eyes to this danger is that we are still blinded by a guilt complex from the Holocaust propaganda. Holy fuck. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Afghanistan, no. <laughs> Afghanistan yeah. is not technically the Middle East. Afghanistan, no. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Holy shit. Shut up, Josh. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, mostly false is how I rate this prediction. Yeah. Who is this guy? That's- we need to look him up to see, like... <laughs> Am I right? Yeah, he's probably been branded as like an anti-Semite because of this shit. Some some guy in Kansas. Yeah, he's just a local Kansas writer for the can what some Kansas newspaper who, and who interviewed military. Yeah, who interviewed a Holocaust survivor. <laughs> I think he quoted from an interview. I don't think he actually interviewed her. Okay, he pulled that from a Holocaust survivor that was interviewed. That's incredible. That's. Very, uh, uh, yeah. I, I can't believe he would uh, say such questionable information to try and radicalize the people of Kansas. I, I, I can only hope today that uh, you know we, we can have better education, better uh, moderation of uh, newspaper content in Kansas. And we can, we can only hope for the best for our uh, Central America brethren. <laughs> she, now this lady, Esther, Esther Grassman, maybe she was in one of the nice camps. So <laughs> I don't want to take it just from her. Or just from this virulent anti-Semite out in Kansas. Let's listen to Shulamit Eloni, who was the minister of education. What? She was in Buchenwald at Auschwitz, she she said. Those those are, uh, by definition, not the nice camps. She she came out just fine. She was in one of the nice camps. She was there at the right time of year. Don't worry about it. (laughs) They're in the spring when they're a little happier. I hear it's lovely. Yeah, okay, great. (laughs) When the tulips were in bloom. So, yeah, Bob, you can play the clip of Shulamit Aloni talking about how they uh, run this propaganda, basically. Yours is a voice of criticism we don't often hear in the United States. Um, Often when there is dissent expressed in the United States against policies of the Israeli government. Hold on. Is this Amy from Democracy Now?, Maybe. I don't know what that is. So this is a lady interviewing the Shulamet Aloni. Josh, do you know? I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the dog, democracy now is either. Oh, my. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Never mind. Um, uh, people here are called anti-Semitic. Uh, what is your response to that as an Israeli Jew? Well, it's a trick. We always use it. When from Europe somebody is criticizing Israel, then we bring up the Holocaust. When in this country people are criticizing Israel, then they are anti-Semitic. And the organization is strong and has a lot of money. And the, the ties between uh, Israel and the American esta- Jewish establishment are very strong. And they are strong in this country. As you know, uh, they have power, which it's okay they are talented people and they have power money and uh, media and other things <laughs> and <they're- laughs> wow so it did flash democracy now back there this was the original democracy oh. now interviews yeah with amy holy shit wow i don't know what that is but <laughs> <laughs> okay i like her point of 
in America, if you criticize Jewish people, they just say uh, anti-Semitism because we're all under the racism spell where they're like, you enslaved everybody, feel guilty about race all the time. So anti-Semitic, anti-Semitic, anti-Semitic. Like this episode, if more than five people were listening to it, would immediately get pulled off of everyone. Like we lost our Patreon right here with this episode, but I don't give a shit because A, we don't have a Patreon right now, but B... I'm not going to not say something like this, at least not be able to like look into things, but the, um, it, it, and then in Europe, they just go, Oh, Holocaust. You guys did the Holocaust. Feel guilty about it. You let it happen. You all let it, you all let it happen to us. And that's I mean, just, just the do. race card. So it's the you, classic race card. You play yeah. The race card. Voila. Like, uh, it doesn't mean that there isn't racism or like that, you know, there, there isn't a history of, uh, the oppression for that particular race, but um, it's just, you know, a cheap trick in the moment. Now, racism is gay. Don't fall for it ever. Racism is stupid. <laughs> it's like fake and gay. Ten people are actually racist. Yeah, it, it's, <laughs> it's stupid. It's such a stupid thing to worry about. No, Aaron, what you have wrong is that the Democrats are actually racist. They're the real racist. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Thought we were uh, making fun of the boomer Republicans earlier. That's how they make. That's how they get the boomer Republicans. They're like, "You're all racist." So like, "No, we aren't. You are." And you're like, "No, no one is. Shut up. No one's ra- racism is stupid. Stop talking about it, you idiots. They're making you argue about it. You you already lost because you're like, "No, you're the racist." Like, when their response should be, "Who cares? Who cares who's racist? That's stupid." Good, nice moral lesson. Aaron. Episode to Thank educate you. Aaron. Yeah. That's that's what I'm hearing right now. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, definitely. Aaron, I have so many comic book pages. I'm going to show you for that episode. Aaron is basically the MLK of our generation, and it's it's, it's <laughs> I am honored to serve by his side on this podcast. <laughs> Did you just compare me to a dirty black? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so (laughs) yeah, that's, that's the trick guys. We've been living it our whole lives. It's just scream at anti, anti anti-Semitism, scream Holocaust. The Holocaust didn't happen. A bunch of Jews died from typhus and malnutrition, not six gorillion, but you know, just like everybody, everybody else suffered massive losses in world war two. Like a lot of people died in world war two. You know, a real spoiler alert there if you haven't looked into it. But <laughs> just a last little point, too. Um, so most of the Holocaust evidence came during the Nuremberg trials. They basically just came in and fabricated a shit ton of evidence. There's so much evidence of them, a building chimneys for photo ops to create this illusion after the war. And they would put like vents in buildings that were just like they just like put in an empty light fixture and say it was a vent for gas shit like that um, after the fact. Are you trying to suggest that there was uh, some you know coordinated effort to disparage German soldiers in a, in a post-war setting? Yes. Also. There are three different books. That came out during or slightly after the Nuremberg trials, one by General Eisenhower, another by Winston Churchill, and another by the French general uh, de Gaulle. 
in none of those works, they don't mention gas chambers. They don't mention six million dead Jews. They don't mention any kind of genocide. It's like it didn't happen. It was kind of fabricated after the war. So in these people's memoirs and their books about the war, who were the people running it for the Allies, no mention of it at all. Are they virulent anti-Semites? Or did it not happen that way? Well, they just have an irresponsible irresponsible editorial staff who clearly doesn't have a history working for the New York Times. Yeah, exactly. Well, I like how one of the quotes that you brought up earlier, it, it brought up like the, the sins of Churchill... And de Gaulle and like all these people on the allied forces where it's like that they aren't sinless in this endeavor. Like they literally put to death. It wasn't, you know, if you believe the story of the Holocaust, it wasn't as gruesome as like face to face killing of, of other human individuals. But they firebombed the city of Dresden. You know, they, they nuked two cities in Japan. Like the, the firebombing in Dresden was allegedly. Yeah, but okay. Well, the firebombing of Dresden was well documented, though. And oh it, no, no, I'm talking about the nukes. No, so I I understand. Uh, yeah, I oh, understand oh, that. You, okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, regarding the nukes, yeah, but it's like you know, just okay. The firebombing of Dresden, Dresden, in upon itself, is like one of the worst humanitarian crises that we've ever conceived of in in like the past hundred years. Annihilated and, that city. Yeah. That city was gorgeous it, it was gorgeous and these people baked inside of underground like uh vaults and they're not even like vaults they were underground uh cooling storage facilities that they survived in and barely survived in and that that was fucking brutal and we that's not taught that is not taught in like american uh world history world war ii history whatsoever well bob it doesn't matter unless they're racist firebombs. oh okay then it's important okay sorry yeah i i'm just thinking that there must have been a, a too much tartarian architecture they needed to, to uh you know cover up a race <laughs> there are people that try to claim that i would love to see more <laughs> pictures of dresden because it did look gorgeous like the few pictures that there are dresden looked like something out of a video game or something like it looked un- like unreal basically so yeah all right aaron so yeah, that wraps it up. Uh, do we have a scientist discover this week? We have a scientist discover this week. Yes. Perfect. Science. Is it about the science of annihilation? No, that, because that's dumb and no one has researched that since World War II because <laughs> it's fake. Yeah, let's, let's move on to some not dumb science, I'm sure. Some non-unethical science. <laughs> well, it might be ethical. It still is dumb. How a fossilization preserved a 310 million year old horseshoe crab's brain. Okay, that's a long one. <laughs> I thought you were saying a 310 million year old horseshoe when i was like what horseshoe crab <laughs> brain yes yeah so you pause so long on that that i was like they're claiming that there was people that were making horseshoes 300 million years ago what the hell no it's just further evidence of the 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 non-evolution of organic species over 300 million years old so oh yeah so this hermit crab didn't change well they're saying it technically could have the fossilized brain is remarkably similar to the brains of modern horseshoe crabs. It, it, it changed. It's not the same. It's just similar. Just irremarkably. 
it changed in a very unremarkable fashion <laughs> since it was remarkably similar. They're so similar, in fact, that the 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 parts that defer them from the similarities is basically can be described by the fossilization process itself in destroying soft organic tissue. Because normally we get organ or we get fossilization from hard tissue like shells. That's why we see it in like shells and crabs and stuff like that, mostly. Like bones. And bones and everything like that. We don't see it in soft tissue. And yet this fossilization process perfectly encapsulates quote unquote perfectly encap encapsulates a a soft tissue brain of a subject, which it definitely didn't deteriorate the brain in any way. It definitely didn't dissolve the brain in any way. The brain is 100% intact. It's 100% fossilized, and we're seeing 100% of what took place. This is what science is using to determine these things. Yeah, look, look, did, I mean, look at the picture. They they have a whole uh, uh, 10 millimeter um, fossil of the you know of the whole horseshoe crab. Um, the brain, I'm sure there, yeah, again, perfectly intact for whatever swamp it fell in. Um, Wait a second. Is that picture what? supposed to be a this is it. fossilized hermit crab? That's the fossil. The, the horseshoe crab or whatever. Crab, yeah. Horseshoe crab. With the brain yeah. intact. Okay. Yes. The brain being the white streaks in the center there. Guys, can I just point out that you would never look at that and go, oh, that's a fossil. That is just a brown rock. Well, well, are you suggesting that this is one of those like see the face of Mary in your slice of bread scenarios? How dare you? Kind of. Rocks How well, for crabs. science? How dare you? Jesus Christ! This is look at it. The hardest working that's scientist insane. known to man, and you're just sitting there being like, "That's just a rock." No, dude. No. Oh wait, but, you have a different picture up than I was looking at. Oh okay. <laughs> I might have just been looking at a rock. You asshole. <laughs> How just a rock does this look to you now, Aaron? What's the brown, like, rock? There's a brown rock on the article. Oh, that's, that's the wrong article. No, look at what I'm broadcasting. Oh, yeah, that's the dinosaur brain. Yes, yeah. okay. Oh, okay, that's a dinosaur brain. Okay, so dinosaur brains are made out of rock. Sorry, my bad. Well, no, it's, that's it's not like a, no. if you zoom in really close... If you zoom in like to to point two millimeter wide uh, sample, you can uh, you can see some of the fossilized um, which call not the nerves the uh, blood vessels blood vessels of the yeah. brain. Yeah, at point two I'm millimeters. I'm convinced that like archaeology is just for rich kids to not have to have a job. Well, they get to play with microscopes and like do some cool imaging stuff. They That's have a job, to find right? one. Five millimeter rock that they say is a fucking horseshoe crab, and then go. This is a once in a lifetime discovery. This university now can put me on the payroll for ninety five thousand dollars a year for the rest of my life. And also, it's a missing link because they had also found horseshoe crabs dating back over four hundred million years ago. So, it's a missing link that's not even different than ones today. <laughs> Well, <laughs> well, whoa, 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 whoa. Isn't, <laughs> God damn it. Isn't paleontology the dumbest thing you've ever looked like? You get why I don't believe in dinosaurs, right? Because like paleontology is fucking retarded. Yeah, but Jurassic Park was just so rad, though. I mean, I don't. 
I don't know. I mean, I agree <laughs> that the Royal Society was pretty corrupt and like the Smithsonian hides a bunch of shit, but uh, uh, well, they're the, the ones the that invented the whole thing. They invented the whole thing, Josh. The rest Those of two the people story you just seems mentioned. to check out. <laughs> Way to go, Josh. Yes. Way to go. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Just destroy our argument in one fell swoop. Fucking hell. <sighs> Got him. <laughs> Well, good. I hope you guys. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. I, I hope my brain is fossilized for uh, how, how much was this? 310, 311 million years. Just you know, that'd be so exciting. All right, thank you, everyone. <laughs> and I'd, I'd like everyone to know too. Listening, uh, you can find links to everything we're talking about down in the show notes. We cross-referenced, I think, everything we talked about that they're their official sources from U.S. newspapers and New York Times and like you know found the original documents and stuff, um, and like, the books and whatnot they're from. So, uh, you know, for for any of the, this is some made-up conspiracy site sort of uh, uh, quote. We threw a couple of those out because of our high level of technical rigor here. Yeah, I definitely almost shared of just a meme story as like something <laughs> that somebody claimed, and I was like. I, I, the the I, I think the bear and the eagle is kind of like crazier than the original than their the made up one. <laughs> yeah, they were almost as bad. I mean, like the made up one's a perfect meme because they said they put a shotgun through the wall and bent it around so that the <laughs> Jews would shoot themselves. Yeah, this in is the an face. actual Tom and Jerry bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I was just like, no way they claimed this, and they actually didn't. But the other ones are exactly as stupid. The minecar one is so funny. Jesus it's my Christ, favorite one yeah. ever. The Holocaster. <laughs> I'm just picturing that in my head. It's a it's a trip. Man. It would launch 15 Jews into an oven. <laughs> it's the best part. Well, it's so stupid. Oh god. Oh. <laughs> well, well, I had a blast. If you guys have any critiques on our take on science or Aaron's um, less than sensitive jokes on the Holocaust, we have a voicemail number. Uh, Aaron, just Aaron's jokes, though. Yeah, just Aaron's jokes. Not not any of ours. Me and Josh are pretty calm. Yeah, we have a voicemail number. Yeah, voicemail number is one eight thirty three six 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 nine eleven. That's one eight three three six 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 zero nine one one. Nice. Thank you guys for listening. Have a good night. Whatever. Fuck this shit. I have a PlayStation raincoat. You've got mail. What the fuck? Don't tell me you don't like my show.